What's up? Welcome to Faith and Other F-Words Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Martin. I'm a corporate hustler, wellness coach, and honestly, just a girl tired of seeing faith misappropriated. So let's change that. Think of us sitting on my couch, drinking wine, having those deep, raw, intellectual combos only have with your closest, smartest girlfriends. No scripture verses, no condemning, no regurgitation of doctrine. Believe me, I'm still trying to figure it out too. But at the end of the day, I know it's these combos that bring us closer to discovering and fulfilling the freaking purpose God's place into your soul. You ready to drop some F words? Let's go. Hello. Happy end of January, you guys. Can you believe it? Like, how did we get to 2022? Does anybody remember when it was like just becoming the year 2000, right? Like the whole Y2K thing. Crazy how time flies. I uh, wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update just on my life because I feel like it's a good transition into the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is about, which is about managing your expectations and giving yourself grace for the things and the dreams that you have not yet achieved or the milestones that you feel like you flunked at, you just failed at. Uh, So a couple of life updates for you guys. I have moved on from a job that I was at for almost five years um, and I accepted a new role, which was quite a transitionary thing for me, um, leaving a leadership team in a company that I absolutely loved and following a new opportunity. Uh, And it was, it's, it's been a bit of transition, you know, when you're, used to doing things a certain way for a period of time. And then you move to a new place. You're the newbie. You're not in charge anymore. Um, and just picking up on different cultures and, and different things. So that has been a big transition. And then over Christmas, I got COVID, like my whole family and I, we all got sick. And that was a little bit of a ripple effect on some of my side hustles. And then, you know, Christmas is a time where you people have significant others. They have families. It's a very like family-oriented thing. And I kind of have found myself in the last couple of months being like, ooh, I'm a 30-something-year-old woman who's not married that, you know, eventually wants to have kids and um, be married. And I started to kind of get in my head about all of these expectations that I had for myself when it came to being a young 30-year-old woman. And I started to think like, oh my gosh, when I was younger, I had all of these expectations of what my life would look like by the time I was 30 years old. You know, when you're small, the the concept of time, like being a 30-year-old woman feels like such a long way when you're five years old. And I thought that I would be married and have 2.5 kids and a white picket fence and a partner and the career. Like I thought I was going to be a CEO at this. You know what I mean? Like there's all these things things that we have put in our brains about what our life is supposed to look like by a certain benchmark or a certain period of time. As if we can control all of those things, right? Like we we grew up having this vision on who we're going to be and what we'll achieve and where we'll live, how much success and money and and things we will have that will be markers of how well we're doing against the expectations that were either projected onto us by other people or by our families or by society. And then when it doesn't go to the predetermined pretty plan we have in our head, I think we feel this sense of failure and disappointment and shame. Uh, And then it can be double overwhelming when the things that you wanted as a child are actually not the things that you want anymore. 
you kind of feel like that compass that you had as a kid that was leading you into the next step, the next milestone, the next stage of life decline and you kind of start to feel lost. And that's kind of what I was starting to feel in the last couple of months. Like, wait a minute, I have put so much pressure on the type of life that I think I should be living by a particular time frame that I haven't given myself enough grace to take a look at the macro of my entire life up until this point by focusing so much on the expectations that, mind you, I came up with as like a five-year-old child. I have ignored all of the success and the milestones in the macro picture that I have yet to seize the moment of the present. And that leads me to this book that I have been reading. Um, I'm just a couple of pages in. It's called Chasing Daylight. And it's basically about this idea of seizing the moment and that capturing moments are the key to divine eruption or explosion. And there's this story of um, Jonathan and Saul in the Old Testament where Samuel, in this in the book of Samuel, uh, it reveals the contrast and consequences of living a life on purpose and adventure versus living a life of apathy and missed opportunity. So in the midst of a less than hopeful battle, Saul was underneath a tree and Jonathan wasn't. He seized a divine moment that basically impacted the future of Israel. And that's the story. I'm not going to get into it. You guys can go read that stuff on your own. But it's the Jonathan factor, right? So you have two people and they both have an opportunity and one sits back and does nothing and the other optimizes and takes action on the opportunity, even though not everyone would have seen that opportunity as such, right? And I think that plays really well into us as humans. It's like, how do we get out of just being a little bit apathetic to the fact that we haven't reached our expectations? And instead of getting into that deep, dark, deep, dark hole of shame or guilt or just indifference, right? Because after a while, you're like, well, fuck it. I didn't hit my goal. I'm not that thing. I, you know, it's not in my control. Like, what am I supposed to do? And we can start to kind of not feel like we have control and that we are powerless, but in actuality, we have the control over the current moment. And I want to get into a bit of some language, right? So moment and motion are actually kind of the same thing. Uh, you want to capture a moment, you want to take a snapshot, but really moments aren't motionless, right? Like when you think of like, oh, I just wish I could capture the moment. You really are capturing things that are, are in motion that you want to savor. The reality is that life is a constant motion and that we treasure moments, but they don't just exist in the past. But really, moments are really about the the present and the future, each one of these moments that we have are just waiting to be seized. And we actually get the word moment from a Greek word called atomos. Oh my God, if you're Greek, I'm so sorry for ruining that. But atomos is where we get the word Adam from. And I think Adam is the perfect way to think about this. And this is what this Chasing Daylight example goes into. And I just think it's really fucking brilliant. Uh, it's, it's, an Adam is the perfect picture of what is hidden in a moment. So if you think of an Adam, let's take it back to like school and science, because I 
vividly remember these because I hated biology and chemistry and everything always comes back to like the nuclear cell, right? So inside of an atom, you've got an electron, a proton, a, a, a neutron, and you have the nucleus. And essentially every single living thing in this world goes back to a cell, right? It's involved in everything, but it's so easy to miss atoms when you think about it in the day-to-day like we just live our lives you never think about an atom but in reality atoms are everywhere cells are everywhere they exist in everything but we find them insignificant right but in reality they are fucking spectacular so an atom reminds us of how easily we can miss a moment or underestimate it because an atom is the smallest unit of any element there's endless numbers of them it seems insignificant in nature easy to overlook and ignore. But then think about atomic. The atomic hidden in a moment. I love how he writes that. There's a nuclear capacity derived from rapid release of energy from an atom, right? If you make an atomic bomb, it comes from something so small and so insignificant, but it could really be fucking explosive. And when we learn to seize divine moments, we have the capability to instigate an atomic reaction. It's about learning to take an atom and to make it atomic. So this Jonathan factor coming from that Old Testament story is the capability uh, to produce an explosive result that occurs when we step into divine moments and unleash the full potential of them. Isn't that so cool? And so I thought that was a great lesson to kind of support what I've been feeling lately. And I know so many people feel this, whether you're transitioning from, you know, you just graduated college and you don't know what you want to do in your career, or you feel stuck at a job that, you know, it's it's okay, but you don't feel alive at it. You don't feel passionate about it. Or you're, or maybe you're watching all your friends have babies and get married, or maybe you just had a divorce, or you you just found yourself in a stage of life where you never thought that you would do something like that or be where you are. And you're just like, oh my God, the expectations that I had for my life are not where I thought they would be. And it's a hard reality to face. It's like, okay, well, what do I do, right? And I think, again, bringing it back to the moments, to the day-to-day, helps produce the motion that we need to get out of the, the the mind frame that the expectations and the vision I had for my life are the only thing that is possible. That's the only that's the only option. When in reality it's not like that, right? There's option A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There's plenty of things. And also giving yourself grace for kind of not living up to those expectations set forth when you were a kid. Focus on the motion, focus on the moments, but also like give that up. Who you were at five years old should not define who you want to be as an adult. You as an adult now have to define what that is in the uh, toolbox and opportunities that you have now and to be okay with relinquishing what you thought should be and to just accept where you are now. Because like, LOL, right? Like, lulls. I kind of laughed as I was writing this. I wrote here in my notes, like, LOL. Like, It's kind of... What's the word I'm looking for here? It's kind of absurd that you are letting your five-year-old self define your expectations now as an adult. It's it's just silly. Like, it, it doesn't actually make sense. Like, would you take advice from a five-year-old right now? I mean, some five-year-olds are spot on. I'll give you that. But... 
realistically in a strategic point of view for your life your five-year-old self needs to be quieted down a bit and like you need to enjoy the childlike nature of your five-year-old self but letting it strategically plan your future adulthood not the smartest thing so i think it's about quieting that down a bit and then also looking at all the amazing things that you've done and overcome that you didn't prepare for and anticipate as that five-year-old self right how about a uh how about grace for that cannonball of a shitstorm that you've overcome in your life? That breakup that came out of nowhere, your parent passing, that financial obstacle, that divorce, that substance abuse issue that you've overcome, that depression or anxiety or that toxic parent or that abusive relationship or that sexual assault or that uh, traumatic childhood or like there's so many things that you don't give yourself credit for that is amazing that you did not plan for like you didn't know any of those things were going to happen to you and you overcame it and you're still alive and you still have done amazing things in your life like finishing high school a fucking feat finishing college getting a job having friends and family and building relationships with people that you care about a success maybe you started a business or maybe you're thinking about it that's all success like good job <laughs> um what about starting that exercise program listening to podcasts to expand your mind taking that e-course reading that book going to that seminar going going and seeing a therapist there's so many things that you don't give yourself credit for that you stay in the uh, well i didn't meet my five-year-old's expectation of my life and then you don't give yourself credit for the fucking amazing things that you're doing so all that to say seizing the moment on the regular is what's going to lead to this divine explosion that we call the Jonathan factor. Instead of focusing on all the ways that you didn't meet your expectations, how about focusing on all the way that you've been preparing yourself for bigger things or different things? Different things are okay. Not hitting the timelines of your previous self is okay. Because guess what? You've done things along the way that weren't planned either, and they were pretty great. One of my favorite quotes ever, and I have it on a mug, and I feel like I need to bring this mug out and make more of this quote. And it says, you are exactly where you are meant to be in this moment. Isn't that amazing? It's so simple. You are exactly where you are meant to be in this moment. And I've always been so attracted to that quote because it always brought me to two things. One, to be present, and two, to know that everything's okay. Because everything is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like, for whatever reason, I'm supposed to be here right now. And I just love that. And I and I think that that quote is so perfect for breaking the habit of being self-critical against the expectations that you set for yourself. And so now moving forward, how do we live in the atom so that we can become atomic? How do we ignore those expectations so that we can create new opportunities like our boy Jonathan and step into what we've been called for, right? Because so often we get stuck in the expectations that we ignore the bigger calling or the bigger purpose. It's so easy to get into the little micro of everything that you miss the big freaking picture. There was a um, a reel I saw recently with the cheetah girl. I don't remember her name, but she used to date Rob Kardashian. You guys know who I'm talking about. And she talks about this meme where this little girl's holding a teddy bear and she doesn't want to get rid of the teddy bear because she is afraid that she's never going to have a teddy bear again. And so 
behind her is like God's holding like an extra big teddy bear that's like three times bigger and better than the current one that she's just clinging on to. And it struck me so much because it's true, right? Like so many of us are afraid to step into what God wants for us because we're so obsessed with what we're holding on to that we cannot even see or fathom that something bigger and better is waiting for us because we're so obsessed and like tunnel visioned on our thing. But if we learn to step into more divine moments and have more explosive momentum towards these callings or purpose, then we would be able to see it better. But we're so obsessed with the things that we think are right that we don't even allow the opportunity to step into the things that we've been called for. And I just, I felt like that was such a great connection to make, for me at least, to be like, you know what? Okay, I can't control these things, but I can control how I step into moments. And I want to be the type of person that steps into a moment and creates something atomic. I don't want to be the person that just lets everything be insignificant and doesn't seize the opportunities that God's put in front of me, right? I I, I don't want to be that type of person. And I also don't want to be the person that lives feeling guilty or shameful or disappointed or like a failure and not acknowledging or giving myself the grace of all the amazing things that I've been equipped to do already. It's just about adjusting the sail and and recalibrating and keeping in perspective the macro and the micro. It's like, how can I break those expectations and create new milestones and new things that are realistic, but also adaptive and reactive and in line to what I feel God's calling me to. And I think that is the part that is the struggle, but I think leaning into the moments and and seizing them whenever they're possible is what leads to having that like I hate using this word that I've used this whole episode, this like divine moments or like divine explosion. Cause like, well, what the hell does that mean? Right. (laughs) And I think you know what that means in your life. For me, I think divine moments are when you feel that like warm and fuzzy feeling of everything just aligning as it should be. Divine moments for me are looking at a sunset and being at the beach and hearing the water and there's a seagull that just flies by and the clouds are magical and it doesn't matter how many times you see a sunset, it's always a divine moment. It's just something fucking special, magical, majestic. It just aligns perfectly. Other divine moments I have is when I'm in a group of people who I really love and everyone's just having a good time and laughing and enjoying each other's company. And there, there's nothing in the room that is super special. It, it They feel like they might be in significant moments, right? It's almost like, oh, well, yeah, that was a nice thing. But those to me are divine moments. They are just so special and so magical that they're almost normal, but they're not. If you really take a deep look at it, Driving in my car with the music blasting and my hair blowing in the wind and you know the lyrics to every single song. Like those to me are divine moments. Uh, There's just so many things. When you watch on Instagram, there's uh, an account that I follow that's like good news movement. Every single one of those posts to me is a a divine moment. It's where two people have either seized an opportunity or leaned into what God was calling them into. And that can be as simple as like being kind. It doesn't have to be this like, oh, I want to give $100 to homeless people. There's a guy I follow who does that who's also amazing. Uh, 
but those to me are divine moments. And so it doesn't have to be this thing that we put in our head that like, I have to donate a million dollars to charity for it to be a divine moment. No, divine moments are just the little things that you've been called or the big things that you've been called to do that they accumulate and they become the macro, but it has to start with the micro. Uh, and, and that to me has just been really comforting as I'm navigating new chapters of my life, new stages of my life in, in various categories, whether it's business or it's relationships or it's friendships or it's my mental health or, uh, it's, you know, millions of things. I can't even tell you. It, it really has done a great shift in my thinking to not feel like I'm failing at something that I thought I should have by now, but rather leaning into, the present and and knowing that I'm exactly where I should be because this is all part of the great story. Oh, what else was I watching? Last night I was watching Ted Lasso and he's giving, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV, it's pretty great. I didn't believe the hype and then I started watching it. First episode takes a minute, but then once you get into it, it's like, you know, I, I get it. All right. So Ted Lasso is giving a speech to his uh, team because he's a coach and the team has just lost a game and he's telling them, you know, what he starts naming all these rom-coms and fairy tales and he says what do all of these have in common every single one of these rom-coms and fairy tales starts off with a problem there is an ugly side to every one of these rom-coms or fairy tales there's always a problem and they have to go through difficult stuff before they can get their happy ending or before you can see them end up with the person they're supposed to or or get get the guy get the girl get the money get the job whatever there's always that period right like where it just sucks and there's no happy ending without a struggle And I just thought that was wonderful. So whatever it is that you are struggling with right now, whatever expectations you have not met or whatever you feel like you're failing at, just know that there's always a happy ending. You just got to go through the struggle. And to do that, I encourage you to find ways to seize the moment on the regular and find ways to step into those divine, explosive, atomic moments that you have been called into. I love you. I hope that you have a great start to your week and I'll catch you next time. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. That must mean you're my type of girl and you're vibing with this podcast. Yay! Toy G writes, I love what you're doing. It's so important to show Christian women in this way because it's much more real and relatable picture than what our society usually sees of Christianity. So glad I found this podcast. Have you written a review yet? What are you waiting for? That's the only way we're going to get the message out and help other badass women feel empowered and not alone for breaking Christian girl stereotypes. So without your iTunes account, type in faith and other F words and rate. Can't wait to see your reviews. Thank you so much for getting the message out. I appreciate you and love you so freaking much.